21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. I'm Phoebe, I'm the founder and CEO of Attitude. And Attitude stands for Eco-Attitude. We are a material science company and a sustainable lifestyle brand. We have a proprietary patented lifestyle made from 100% organic bamboo. Uh, our vision is to dramatically reduce the negative environment impact of textile by replacing cotton and, and viscose and polyester with better alternatives. Um, we are also a certified carbon neutral and, and a B Corp. We also uh, support 1% of the planet, um, donate 1% of our total revenue every year to uh, various um, environment related uh, charities. Uh, we. We really want to contribute to a regenerative future for all. We really go beyond sustainability um, and do more. We are a company started from Australia and then we grow into the US market. So we have a global team. Uh, we have offices both in Melbourne, Australia and the Los Angeles, uh, US. Uh, so from day one, our team are very used to work uh, remotely collaborated online using Slack, uh, Asana, and, and Google, uh, Zoom uh, before COVID hit. So when the COVID hit, it's actually, we, we quickly adapted to that. So everyone's still working collaborate online. Um, I think that's, that's very helpful for us. Uh, however, it's not like there's no challenges of a global team. Uh, you would think Australia and the US both speak English. There should be maybe a very similar working culture, but actually the working culture are slightly different. But uh, I think it's in a positive way, it brings different perspective to the whole team, right? I think it because since we also serve a global consumers, so have a global team, you have a, 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 that perspective of um, people in, 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 in that your target market is very helpful. So you just have to be working your way through uh, differences to make that a positive thing rather than a negative thing is the key here. And also the reason we why we chose Los Angeles as our global headquarters uh, versus New York or some other place is because of the time zone. Uh, actually, as we collaborate a lot with uh, Asia, it's been much easier to be on the West Coast versus the East Coast. We actually started out uh, in New York City doing an incubator there, and that was quite challenging because somebody had to be up either at you know 5 a.m. in the morning or stay up late until 8, 10 p.m. Uh, taking calls. So being on the West Coast has actually been really helpful because there's a lot more overlap uh, during business hours between the two time zones. It does make it really difficult if you have to throw in Europe, but uh, we're managing. Uh, and we also really love Los Angeles because of a growing startup culture here and a big focus on fashion innovation. There's quite a bit going on here. Of course, there's a lot of wellness and, and apparel companies centered here, a lot of um, media as well, a lot of influencer creators. So that's been great for us. What is clean bamboo? 
The Clean Bamboo is is the world world first non-toxic bamboo fabric. Uh, so unlike the traditional conventional bamboo viscose and rayon out uh, out there, our Clean Bamboo use a non-toxic solvent to dissolve raw bamboo and also a closed loop process, and that recycle 98% of water and save uh, 38% of carbon uh, compared to cotton. Um, it also has a superior moisture wicking um, property, uh, temperature regulation. Uh, so that means it's much cooling and durability and resistant to piling by cotton, uh, viscose, and tensile. So pretty much better than most of the conventional uh, material out there on the market. Uh, we did uh, a lot of tests to approve that. Um, and the, the resulting fabrics, it's so soft and breathable and also it's 99% percent antimicrobial. Um, it also can be easily blend with other fibers for various functional benefits. That's why we start to work with other fashion brands to develop more a variety of fabric that we can utilize in, 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 in more ways to make more bigger positive impact. Clean bamboo can be blended with other uh, fibers such as uh, hemp um, to create more various uh, functional um, benefits. Uh, uh, we already have several uh, blends uh, available, uh, um, or and many more in our roadmap in development. That's why there's a lot of uh, eco-conscious fashion brands are very interested to collab work with us uh, to bring new um, eco textile into their existing lines to replace their uh, conventional textile. What inspired you to start this business? And why did you decide to join forces as co-founders? So Phoebe, you actually started it after 20 years of your experience with something completely different. Yeah, yeah, sure. So why I started the brand, it's, it's really in the brand name. So attitudes means eco attitude. So everything I want for, for, for our products must be sustainable. Uh, so the material, the uh, packaging, our business practice. And really is after I moved uh, from Shanghai to, to Melbourne, Australia, uh, I start to learn about sustainability and develop a passion for sustainability. Living in Australia, uh, really see like the damage and also realize how much damage the traditional conventional textile was having uh, on, on, on the environment on our planet. Uh, I don't think you know that's long-term sustainable or where I want to keep doing. So, so using my background and knowledge, understanding in the textile space, I used to help big international company develop and source products in China. So, but at 15 years ago, um, 10 years ago, they, they are not that care about sustainability. Now everyone care, genuinely or not genuinely. <laughs> Uh, so what they care more about the price point, uh, maybe performance, uh, not really about, you know, sustainability, but I believe using new technology, there is a way there are textile that can meet all three that can perform have high performance are, um, made with textile has much less impact on the environment. And at the same time as a, a suitable price point, I think it's, the, but that's opportunity for entrepreneurs to come in to have 
um, that those innovation happen and then make that available, easily available to consumers. Then consumer would be, yeah, why not? I, I, I want this, right? Because I think what also encouraged me to start is, I think as an eco-conscious consumer myself, I want that for myself. And it's not on the market. No one's doing that. So I think, okay, that's that's an opportunity, right? I think a lot of entrepreneurs start something because they want something and it's not there and they believe there's a market for it. And Kat, um, how has your unique partnership uh, contributed to the success of your brand? And how it happened? Back in 2017, Phoebe started to see a little bit of organic traction coming from both Australia and then North America. And she realized that North America is a very large market and she needed a partner to help her scale here. And uh, my background is actually in scaling direct to consumer companies. Uh, prior to joining Attitude, I had scaled, uh, founded, scaled and sold a direct to consumer brand. And before that was working for larger companies and have that experience and was looking for the next big innovative product that I could bring my skill set to and help scale. And so Phoebe and I met online on AngelList, which is, of course, the, the mecca for entrepreneurs and startup folks. And uh, Phoebe sent me the sheets, uh, which is our core product. And I fell in love with the fabric and the product itself. Um, I had the best sleep of my life. Literally, they were like the softest, the silkiest, the most breathable, just so comfortable and luxurious to slip into. And also, I was very excited about and very impressed with the new technology um, that we have, which is a lyocell technology applied to bamboo um, as a raw material, which makes it an incredibly sustainable fabric on top of being really luxuriously soft and beautiful. Um, so that was really exciting to me because it really checked off all the boxes. Like this feels amazing. This makes me feel good in terms of my, my own well-being. There are absolutely zero harmful chemicals being used. And on top of that, we could really contribute to bettering the textile industry. And, um, that's why I joined and we really focused on growing our direct-to-consumer brand as a kind of a proof of concept of how you can use this new technology in a variety of products. Uh, we focused on bedding. Um, that's our kind of bread and butter for Attitude, our direct-to-consumer brand. Uh, but also we've expanded beyond that. We've made new fabrications for towels and bathrobes, but also for apparel. Uh, so started with pajamas, but now we have loungewear that's very tra transitional apparel. You can wear at home or you can wear it outside. It's very luxurious and beautiful looking. So that's been really exciting uh, for, for Attitude as a brand and as a company to see how you can apply this technology across a number of different categories in the soft goods space. Regarding the technology, uh, Phoebe Kett uh, mentioned new technology and as well the product quality. Uh, what kind of research uh, did you undertake uh, when you when you uh, when developing this product? Yeah, I was always keep a close eye on what's the new uh, fiber or textile uh, technology was able to be to be used. So by you know talking with a lot of talking with your vendors, you can know what's kind of really is, is happening. And also then when I come by this fiber, new fiber technology, uh, so the the vendor, the manufacturer did a collaboration with our textile university in Shanghai. 
they also get a government grant for because that's it's very innovative and very sustainable. Um, but they don't they're sitting on that fiber and didn't know what it can be commercialized into what type of textile products. So then I kind of connect them with like yarn factory, weaving factory, um, like bring the whole supply chain together, kind of have the prototype of the finished goods and then start selling it direct to consumer to prove the concept. So there's a lot of uh, trying and error little runs, right? You have to do little runs. Sometimes maybe the weaving is not on par. So the, the fabric's either not soft or, or maybe easy to piling. And there could be things happening in the dyeing process. Um, the color is not taking, especially those darker colors. Um, cut and sew is the easy past, uh, the easiest part. So there's a lot of little small runs, uh, you know, keep iterating it, make sure every, every batch is better and better and better until it's, it's really a, a good product that consumer loves. So, so same like do any other uh, technology, you just have to run a lot of small experiments, almost like same as even um, SaaS product, right? So you kind of just every time iterate that, the, 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 the features to make it, the quality to make it better and better every time. And that's why I think being a direct to consumer company has been really helpful because we get that immediate feedback and we collect that through a feedback loop in a number of ways. You know, of course, there's, you know, actual customer reviews, there's, you know, customer communication going on back and forth. If there are any issues, we fix it right away and then also communicate that back to the product team in terms of, oh, we can improve that feature or, you know, this the specific um, behavior of the fabric or whatever it is. So, um, that has helped us perfect that. Um, and so now we feel that we're in a position where we have this you know, really amazing, innovative and well-performing a variety of fabrics that we can apply across the different applications, not just for Attitude, but also for other companies that are interested in using sustainable materials. So we actually started as a direct-to-consumer company uh, that enabled us to cut out the middleman and really put out the product out there. It's, you know, barriers to entry are very low right now to start an e-commerce company. And when you have an innovative product, I think that's the fastest way to get product market fit. You can just put it out there and, you know, people buy it and they love it. They come back and buy more and share it with their friends you have found the product market fit. And um, that's why we chose the direct-to-consumer model first. Of course, as we've reached certain scale and more brand awareness, we are now partnering with wholesale retailers. So for example, we're working with Macy's. You can actually uh, you know, find us on a variety of um, retailers, like Grove Collaborative is one of our best partners which of course targets a specific, you know, conscious consumer uh, customer segment, which is perfect for us as well as, you know, we work with Urban Outfitters to tap into new consumers that might not find us. Um, so we have both kind of an e-commerce direct to consumer model and we have a wholesale model. Um, and then on top of that, we actually are launching our B2B model, which is where we partner with apparel companies to uh, provide our proprietary fabrics to them for their exclusive collections where they can use our unique materials uh, that are both, they have properties that they might want, but also because they are sustainable. What does it mean regenerative future? 
Regenerative. So I think now it's time for 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 people to go beyond sustainability. So the difference between sustainability and regenerative sustainable is do less harm, uh, do not destroy, but kind of so still maintain the status quo, just not, not not to add on it. However, I think at this stage we need to start to repair. So that's what regenerative is, or use less resource to do more. Or this whole system is circular. So. So what comes out of it and can go back to the environment and actually help it to heal, make it better. But in a way, it's actually also more efficient way. I think it's really start from agriculture. But now I think other industries start to borrow this philosophy to think the same way. So basically, you put put out more back to the environment than you ask, than you take from the environment is is a regenerative future. It's about creating better impact for the environment, not just sustaining the current way that we're doing things and not creating more harm, but also creating a positive. And we think that it starts at home because everything at the end of the day starts at home. How do we manage our household? Um, how do we manage ourselves? Uh, what are the products that we are supporting with our dollars? We vote as consumers for better uh, better for you and better for the planet product. So that's what we mean. You actually can create an impact as an individual. And of course, if you're already conscious as a consumer, you're going to be more conscious as a corporate worker. If you have influence over what's being done in your corporation, you're going to be more conscious about it there as well. We can make an even bigger impact if we are working in supply chains or we're working in some kind of corporation. Um, or even at the government level, we're creating policies, but it all starts at the beginning. Where are we every day? What's our environment? And you're on the mission to re revolutionize textile production. Yeah, I, I think that uh, the textile uh, industry also is lacking a, a bit, um, kind of more look at more costing or sometimes try to performance use a lot of polyester, which are petrol-based uh, material, um, but I think it's it's kind of, we want to lead that revolution to switch to more plant-based. So all our textile or the things we develop in, in, in the pipeline are plant-based or, or agricultural waste-based. So to kind of go back to the full circular model, uh, no no plastic, definitely no, no virgin plastic, no petrol-based uh, textile we will, we will develop. And we definitely think that's the future. Um, that the, the, the whole human, you know, human society just have to move away from petrol-based economy. Phoebe, what advice would you give to other entrepreneurs looking to partner up and launch a similar venture? Um, be patient. So, you know, I think maybe, as I said, if, if if you launch a product, uh, you 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 are not ashamed of you launch too too late. But I think for product, you have to wait until it works because especially direct to consumer, you have that one chance. If the quality is not there, um, then there's never a chance that your brand will took off. Right? It's all about the trust with consumers. And as also as a sustainable product, we just cannot you know, launch into the market with a product that does not work and quickly go into landfill. So I, I think take take your time to refine your product uh, to at least like 
90% there, if, if not 100. Uh, sometimes 100% is, uh, we still keep refining our products. So, but like you think it's like 85 or 90%, you're happy, then you launch it. Um, so, so really take your time in the R&D and, and the quality control. Um, another thing is we're asking for help. I think at that time when I launched the, the brand, I, I have more experience in, in the manufacturing logistic, but I have no idea of like building website or what are the D2C model. I cho we choose the D2C model is really, I think first you get direct feedback from consumers and also as a new brand at the time, it's difficult to get into uh, big retailers. Um, so, but it's not that I have a lot of experience there. So just asking, asking for help, uh, asking people who have been there, done that, uh, getting advices and realize what you, you, you're not good at and try to find the people who are good at to cover that area. That's why at that time I would start looking for a co-founder who are good at those things, right? So I can focus more on the things I'm good at. Um, I think that's the two major advice I would give. I think uh, a lot of starting entrepreneurs, they're afraid of talking about their idea to other people because they're afraid somebody else is going to you know, steal that idea. And I think, you know, my main advice is talk to as many people as you can, because uh, that's the way you're going to really find out, uh, you know, the best area to go into. Of course, uh, lots of people will give you advice um, and you don't necessarily need to take everybody's advice. Sometimes the advice is really in opposite directions and you need to go with your gut in terms of what you think is the right advice for your business. But I wouldn't worry about other people stealing your idea in the beginning, especially because ideas are a dime a dozen um so unless you have like a really unique um technology that you know really needs to be protected for some reason um i would just say go ahead and do it because the faster you get to market the faster you can have the you know first mover mover advantage um if you go fast mm, so being patient, having gut. Uh, are there any challenges that arise from working together as co-founders? We actually have a very good working relationship. <laughs> uh, maybe that's like inside knowledge. Like Kat has the same uh, birthday as my husband. I just feel like <laughs> she's definitely my, you know, the, part, the other partner, but focus on the work side. Uh, so I, I think we work extremely well. I think because our, our both personality and our skill set are, are very complementary. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's been a really great working relationship so yeah. far, and I envision it will continue to be in the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What have been the most rewarding moments? In, in that specific journey? There are so many ups and downs in the entrepreneurial journey. And like, we're always kind of like moving on to the next big thing. And it's like so easy to forget all of the wins that you had, uh, but we've definitely had some like really great, uh, really great um, milestones. I mean, just in general, getting to where we are now, you know, we have decent brand awareness now, we have amazing sales and uh, an incredible team, just getting together. Um, with the team for me is a, a great, um, a great rewarding experience. Just meeting every, all of the incredible people that we work with together. I think one highlight definitely was March this year. We finally got our B Corp um, certification at, at a pretty high score. So I think we, we are really happy about that and the whole team are so excited about it. 
um, that 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 is 18 months of hard work of the whole team uh, and then kind of we, we we like that also that it helps us to do do a lot of improvement of the business to be more sustainable more socially responsible so that definitely even it's hard work it's a very enjoyable enjoyable journey i'm actually going to the b corp retreat tomorrow to learn more from uh, other leaders in in the sustainability um uh, area so i i think that's definitely a high highlight um, a big milestone for us I would say there are smaller, like there are smaller, very rewarding experiences that we share with like our entire team every week, which is our customer reviews. That's been so amazing to read people's genuine feedback about the product and how it's like literally changed their life. Uh, you know, improve their sleep. You know, if they have like any sensitive uh, sensitivity to like any textiles, how soft it is and like doesn't irritate their skin. Um, it's been so nice to hear that, uh, that all of the stuff that we're working towards is actually creating change in the world. How do you both manage to stay creative and motivated despite the challenges that come with launching a business? I think we have each other definitely helped. Uh, before I had Kat as co-founder, you know, a single founder can be lonely. Um, so kind of we can bounce ideas. Another is we also get a lot of um, encouragement, like our team are, are very passionate about the business, the, the, the vision. So sometimes we, we get that from them. And as Kat mentioned before, we get also that from customer feedbacks, like, oh yeah, people like this. And that's kind of really is what make us keep going that we, we are making people's life better. I think that that three things help me. Um, and stay, do a lot of exercise. I think stay, stay physically fit, definitely help on, on the mental health, right? Even, even during COVID, I just try to get some, some walk around the house every day. Um, that definitely helped to, to, to keep, yeah, keep my mood a bit better. Yeah, I would add to that and say that we do also look at peers in the industry or adjacent industries. So we do look at other apparel companies and, and we're not in really an apparel company, but we do look at apparel companies because there's quite a bit more innovation there and home goods is a little behind. So we do look at that um, and we do attend conferences to learn about the space. We look at uh, very detailed industry reports and kind of ingest all of that information. But also I think uh, more on the wellness side, I think getting good sleep is really good for staying creative. So for me, it's very important to um, make sure I get my seven to eight hours of sleep every night. I wear you know wearable to track my sleep all the time and making sure I get enough deep sleep in the REM. So uh, I think that helps your brain to really synthesize all of the information you're receiving and create more innovative ideas. Yeah, we, we subscribe to WG, WGSN, so that also give us a lot of trend report, like what's what's the consumer trend, what's the color, and also a couple of good in industry uh, relevant newsletters. Uh, so that's also very helpful to tell you what's, some are very like textile technology related, uh, or what's the latest development in sustainability world, what's about circular economy, uh, these type of newsletter are super helpful. Yeah, Sourcing Journal is a good publication mm. for that as well. Fashion for good, yeah. 
how to overcome challenges unique to uh, female entrepreneurs. Yeah, Kat, probably you have more to say. Also, not just female entrepreneurs, also as uh, produced two beautiful children during this <laughs> four year. So, how you manage that? <laughs> yeah, I would say uh, mostly, you know, just being female entrepreneurs is, I mean, amazing. <laughs> We have an amazing team. We're able to attract a very diverse team, which is a big um, aspect and goal for Attitude to have a, a diverse team from all perspectives gender, race, you know, ethnicity, backgrounds, LGBTQ, etc. That's been very important for us. And being diverse founders ourselves, not just female, but also both of us are immigrants, has been great in terms of attracting that kind of culture and that, those types of people who are valuing diversity. Um, on the challenging part, I would say it's been challenging just from a fundraising perspective. Uh, as you know, female founders receive only 2% of VC capital. And that's a big problem that unfortunately this metric has not moved in decades. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are trying to solve that problem. But um, for us, I think the only time that we ever felt that concern was when I was visibly pregnant and we were raising fundraising, you know, funds prior to COVID or people were asking, you know, what's your plan for when you're going to be out for maternity leave? And I don't think that uh, male founders necessarily get asked the same question when they're expecting a child. So that's been the main visible difference, I think, for us as co-founders. Um, and, you know, I think everything else maybe is less visible. We're just maybe not recognizing uh, the challenges. I think probably also to give advice of all the female entrepreneurs out there. So don't let it, you know, negatively impact your mindset. So it could be a good thing, turn it into a positive thing. It, it forces you to work harder, make your uh, product or, or, or KPIs better that investors just can't deny. If it's a good business in the end of the day, they are in the business to invest money and get a return, just make your business undeniable. Being a direct-to-consumer company, we constantly hear back from our, our, our customers through reviews, through customer service, through surveys, through um, you know, actually in-person events as well, uh, especially when people get to feel the fabric and react to it immediately. It's been really amazing when people are like, wow, I've never felt anything softer than this. This is so amazing. I can't believe this is vegan silk or I can't believe this is vegan cashmere. This feels amazing. How'd you guys do that? Um, so that's been really exciting. And also we've been hearing anecdotally and experiencing personally that Our product actually makes people sleep better when it's applied to the, the bedding space. And we were like, okay, well, we know it's better at thermoregulation, which means that it's better at moving airflow between your body and the outside. So it actually keeps you at the optimal temperature at night for sleep. And we kept hearing like, oh, I sleep so much better. You know, I don't want to wake, you know, I'm sleeping longer. And so the, the sleep lap result actually showed that people sleep 10% better uh, in terms of the quality of sleep. And that translates into 42 hours more of sleep per year, which is amazing. Um, that's scientifically significant. So that's been really exciting as a direct consumer brand to take those insights from customers and then translate that into actual evidence. We are a proud member of 1% for the planet for the last three years already. 
Uh, I think we, as a sustainable brand, we definitely want to support uh, charities which specifically are, are put their effort and money uh, into help uh, address the climate change um, problem. Uh, so that's why we pick uh, 1% for the planet uh, as our uh, main charity partners. Uh, and then we can then choose. Um, there's a, a big uh, net network of charities that we can choose uh, every year, uh, which the exactly uh, charity we want to donate to. I think during um, there's the, the, the wildfire in Australia, so we have donated to a wildlife foundation in Australia for that, since we also a brand have Australian roots. We also has uh, this year we actually choose a sea tree as our partner for our Black Friday campaign, and they also like uh, was uh, restore um, seaweed uh, forest, uh, which seaweed also uh, is a great. Um, it's a sea plant, I would say. Uh, also, kind of restore a lot of uh, carbon back into the ocean. Um, so when we usually choose uh, the charity we work with is really look at their impact on, on the environment. And we also had to donate it to Cherry Water in 20, I think that's 2020. You can find us on attitude.com. And if any other uh, eco fashion entrepreneur out there that want to learn more about our technology um, and want to partner with us to bring more uh, positive impact into the fashion and textile industry. You can find me on LinkedIn, give, uh, send me a DM or just email me at phoebe at and happy to chat. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik.